afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Sean. Her. How are you doing, Jalal? Not too bad. You were missing Amy today. Yeah, she uh, she got engaged in some unexpected uh, child rearing. It happens. Oh. Um, how are you doing today? Not too bad, man. How's it going? What are we talking about today? Well, we know that the RSP deadline at time of recording is well in the rearview mirror. That's right. You find it a big deal? Uh, not for me. Not, not for really. me either. No. I mean, I think it's like a right of spring. RSP is me. Yeah. People know they got to contribute to RSPs. Yeah, 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 exactly. Plus, like, I think um, you can always contribute. It's just, you know, the deadline was for last year, but it's always a good idea to keep contributing. Well, one thing that RSPs have an impact on is your tax. And that's right. something I thought we'd uh, talk about today. I think we, you know, we can give a shout out to the uh, the typical life of the party, the yeah. accountants in our lives. Yeah, and absolutely. Talk about, for those of you that don't have one, why you might want to consider having one. And that's going to come up after these uh, messages. Sounds cool. Looking forward to it. Coming up next. Good afternoon, everybody. Sean Durkin here with Jalal Medeni. Today, we're going to talk about accountants and why one should, uh, you know, use one if you don't, if you're not already. And, and For sure. why, why we came up with this topic was I was talking with a friend of mine the other day, yeah. and a very successful woman. She's uh, I knew her from university actually, and mm-hmm. uh, she's a doctor, um, you know, but a salary doctor, you know, high salary doctor. She mm-hmm. works out of uh, out of Ottawa, and uh, you know, anyways, we're, we're chatting and. Uh, She's like, yeah, you know, it's tax time and I've got to, you know, sit down and start working through my tax. I said, no, yeah. that's no problem. Just go to your account. She goes, well, I don't yeah. use one. She said she doesn't use an accountant. High yeah. salary doctor doesn't use an accountant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like she's basically mid six figures in terms of uh, salary and uh, pension and all that stuff. But, right. Uh, she doesn't use an accountant. And I yeah. was like, you know, I was kind of like, what? Yeah. That's kind um, So I thought we'd talk about, you know, what, why would one want to use an accountant if you're not already using one? And if your reason is because I don't know how to vet a nice accountant, I think today's episode will cover that, right? Like how to vet one out, what uh, what kind of qualities to look for in an accountant. Yep. Um, that would obviously help you make uh, a, a more of an informed decision on which accountant to hire. So let's get into that, Sean. Yeah. So let's uh, first start off by, uh, you know, let's admit, let's get the elephant, big elephant in the room. <laughs> All right. Let's let's hear what's the okay. big elephant in the okay. room. Accountants <laughs> yeah. are not the most exciting people in the world. No, no they're, they're not. They're just not for the most part. That's right. Yeah. I, I might argue I, you don't really want an exciting accountant in your life, but yeah. I digress for that for a moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they gotta, don't even admit that, by the way. Well, it's not their fault either. I <laughs> mean, for any of those out there who's listening, who's ever taken in an accounting course or many accounting courses as, as you have and I have, yeah. it really is some dry mundane stuff. Very dry, yeah. And yeah, uh, and a lot of technicality to it and so forth. Yeah. Um, and to actually go through all the machinations to become a, a chartered public accountant or yeah. a chartered accountant, sorry, certified public accountant yeah. or chartered accountant. It takes an enormous amount of work. You need to accomplish it successfully. It takes years to become an accountant, but it's important work you're doing because what you're trying to do is navigate whether on the uh, personal side, you know, taxation yeah. and working with the Canada Revenue Agency, yeah, or if you're running a business, managerial accounting, which is basically articulating your profit structure, yeah, so that you can understand where your costs are being, you know, driven by, or right. what your costs are being driven by, and where your profits are actually being extracted from, right? Like any cash flow and stuff like that would obviously be under uh, some kind of purview of the accountant or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So, so I wanted to cover off kind of three things as to why you might want an account. Now, you know. If you, depending on where you are in life, you, you're making some form of salary. And so yeah. that makes your time valuable. And, I, and I'm not directing this at people making a million dollars a year or half a million dollars a year. I, I direct this to anyone making any kind of 
money. Yeah. Because if you spend your time doing one thing, it means you can't spend your time doing another thing. Yeah. So, you know, time is money. And if you're not very good at doing taxes, if you're not very good at managing your accounting, the accounting aspect of your, of your life, mm-hmm. you probably want to allocate value to an accountant so you can spend time doing that of what you're good at. Get better at something you're really good at yeah. and let someone who's expert in the area of taxation yeah. handle that. Unless you're an accountant in which you can work on your own accounting. Probably. <laughs> All right. Although I don't know how many surgeons actually operate on themselves, but anyways, Fair. that could yeah. be. But good point. So. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing. There, yeah. There's definitely a time benefit. And I think the more money that you earn, the more important understanding the trade-off between spending time on something you're not really good at versus spending yeah. time sharpening the saw on something you're very good at yeah. becomes more and more beneficial. What about you? What do you think? Well, I think the same thing. I think even as you even as your income grows, um, uh, your your strategies that you might want to use in, in order to be as tax efficient as possible and to increase your chances of even further uh, further wealth growth, I think mm-hmm. you would need um, uh, an accountant for that. Even if you're the smartest guy in numbers, an accountant who's been doing it for a while would obviously know more um, uh, more strategies to take, more routes to take. Even you know whether you have kids or or whatnot. But um, I did want to highlight some things that I was thinking about. Like for example, some mm-hmm. things that I thought about when I was hi- uh, uh, looking for an accountant back in the day. Um, and I hope you know this becomes relevant to our listeners. Where when you're trying to figure out what kind of accountant you want to hire or which accountant you want, I think these are some things. So. Mm-hmm. The first thing is obviously, obviously, obviously credentials. You do want an accountant with the proper credentials. Um, I think, as you said, uh, CPA, I think now is chartered professional account. And then there's a certified public accountant, right? Yeah. So depending on the level of strategy or the level of difficulty of, of your of your financial or economic situation de- uh, will will depend on what uh, which designation you want. The other thing that I think is quite important is finding... Um, Finding an accountant that, sorry, actually, before I go there, relevance. Yeah. So relevance, when you are looking for an accountant, it, you want to ask yourself, first of all, am I uh, doing accounting just for personal or business? Right. If it's business, if you have a corporation, or sorry, if it's business, then you want to ask yourself, are you just a sole proprietorship or a corporation? Right. Right? Because depending on that, the account accountants for sole proprietorships or the accountants that only do sole proprietorships may not know. They probably studied a little bit in school, but yeah. they may not have the experience. And um, and I guess I don't want to call it the sophistication, but the depth of, of knowledge for a corporation, right? And then you go into even further, right? Like the person, the individual needs to assess their situation. Do they have shoulder shareholder agreements? Because the accountant will want to will want to see that. Mm-hmm. So choosing an accountant that has worked with corporations, for example, in this specific scenario, with shareholder agreements will prove more worthy to you, right? Do you have kids? You want an accountant that deals with families, because then you can take advantage of, I don't know, I don't have kids myself, but maybe certain benefits if you know for children, like dental benefits or I don't know what. Um, well, there's that. There's also, yep. you know, depending on, you know, how old your children are and where you're at financially and in, in terms of the arc of your life. Right. You're like you're looking at intergenerational wealth transfer. Right. And doing yep. that tax efficiently. And a good account can be a, a real critical component of, uh, of, of setting of all that, that process. Stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then and then ask yourself, like trusts. Do you have trusts in place? Because mm-hmm. not all accountants, by the way, I don't care if they went to the most prestigious university. Not all accountants know how to deal with trusts yep, and, 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 and what to do with trusts ter- from tax um, tax incentives and stuff. So. The point is relevance, right? You want to find 
just like as just like in law, right? When you want to get a will done, or when you you know um, need a need to hire a lawyer, you want a lawyer that's specialized in that specific field that you're looking. Yeah. Try to find an accountant. In my opinion, try to find an accountant that. I don't want to say specializes in that, but has got a lot of experience in that, right? Like corporation versus personal, trust versus no trust. It's not dissimilar to when you walk into a hospital, okay? And you're yeah. going to see a lot of doctors <clears throat> walking around. I love that joke, yeah. by the way. You know, we got to get this man to a hospital. What is <laughs> it? A big white building with lots of doctors and nurses. That's on part right now. But you're, you're going to see a lot of doctors. And, yeah. and the reality is they all went to, you know, to school for the same baseline level of education, which is your MD, as I understand it. Yep. But from there, you know, several some some doctors tend to specialize in brain surgery, yeah, or knee surgery, or whatever general practice and so forth. It's, accountants are no different than that. They, yeah, they have 100%. different specializations, even though they have the same baseline training and yep. education. Yeah, te- some tend to specialize in different areas than another. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing I, that I also look at when you're when you when you're looking with an accountant is someone's going to sit down with you. And really understand where you want to be 5, 10, 15 years down the road. Right. And try and bridge that gap, working with your advi- other advisors, like your wealth planners, your financial advisors, and so forth, to really orchestrate the path that you're going on as time goes on. Because if you choose your accountant properly, mm-hmm. you hope that they're going to be with you for 10, 15, 20 years, 25 yeah. years, 30 years. Yeah. It's a whole yeah. generational thing. Yeah. And you want to you want to choose the right one because the 20 years... And that accountant's probably going to know the ins and the outs of you and your family because finance plays a huge role in everybody's family, obviously. And they're going to know, like um, I was mentioning, I think to you yesterday, that my accountant was the only other person, right, that knew everything about my life because, you know, he had access to my money. He had access to my online accounts and he had blank checks signed by me ready, you know, to be deployed at at any instance. So you want to make that right decision. Yes. Because that one accountant has got, you know, unfortunately... You know, there is, yes, fiduciary duty, but he's got your life in the palm of his hand to a certain extent. That's right. Right. <laughs> yes. No, that's true. That's yeah. very true. But I mean, look, you, you, you know, you get the right account. It can make a, it, 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 the other thing, too, is that they can make an enormous difference in terms of understanding and knowing each and every avenue you have yeah. to avoid tax. And when I say avoid tax, I, you know, I believe it's actually your duty as a Canadian taxpayer yeah, to, to avoid, avoid tax. tax. <laughs> Not evade. Evasion is very different. That's illegal. Yeah. To avoid tax. Right. Legally. 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 Yeah. Tax avoidance is perfectly legal. It's, it's in fact, it's encouraged. Yeah. Theoretically, it's encouraged because, you know, tax benefits are out there so that basically we can guide spending and activity into areas of the economy that need some, yeah. you know, let's say, some stimulation and so forth or, yeah. or continued support and, yeah. and, and on, on and on. So, you know, tax avoidance is critical. No one's going to know better than an accountant. Mm-hmm you know, where, where you can best avoid tax. Yeah. And, you know, to give you an example, in 2022, I think there were nine changes, major changes to the CRA approach to taxation versus 2021. It, wow. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't even know that. I can get into a couple of those in, in yeah. a moment, but there, there yeah. were nine, nine major changes. So, yeah, it's awesome. so that's important too. Well, one thing, Sean, I think a lot of people hate about not only accounting, just in, uh, uh, Approaching professionals in general is a lot of them do ask you like you're an accountant or sorry, I'm an accountant. Yeah. And you're a potential client. You come up to me and then I ask you, okay, well, Sean, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah. Well, from your perspective as the client, you don't even know what you want to do. You're not the professional, right? So right. Um, the point I'm trying well, to make. Well, actually, across, no, I do. I do know what I want to do. You want to save money. I want to pay as little in taxes tax as, possible. As, as possible. Okay, that that is a f- for sure, hundred percent. But what in using what strategies? Using well, what different vehicles? That's yeah. what you don't know, right? And but a lot of accountants do ask that. Like I've I mean, I, I do know of tax conversion, <clears throat> but if I was normal, just person, the normal, the yeah. average Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But like I've had friends that ask me, well, you know, what do I tell my accountant? It's like, well, he should be able to, he or she should be able to guide the conversation. You know what I mean? Ask you about your financial situation, your yep. income, blah, blah, blah. And then as you said previously, what do you, uh, in terms of like, how, what do you, where do you see yourself five, 10, 15 years down the road? Yep. And then they can use the, their accounting strategies um, to, you know, to make sure that those goals get reached or whatnot. Now, whether it's for personal or business. The point is you want an accountant that's communicative, right? right? That can take the reins, right? If I'm a, if I'm a patient with a, uh, with an, at an optometrist's office, I'm relying on him or her to guide me in terms of what to do for my medical condition. So, so when you say communicative, you know, how is that important to the incline in terms of how they communicate? Like for instance, you're going to have different styles. Some, some accounts are going to be a little more, yeah. Let's say I hate to use this term, but wouldn't yeah. in terms of how they describe a, mm-hmm. a an accounting path or whatever. Yeah, some are going to be a little more flat. Let's say more broad in their language. Some yeah. may be more jargon heavy than others. I'll like, give you an example. Yeah. So one thing I like to do, or sorry, yeah, one thing I like to do is if I was an accountant and a client and a potential client comes up to me and I understood a situation, I tell him. I tell him her, her, can I g- give me two days and let me see what I can do for you? What Let me see what I can come up for you. Mm-hmm. I will actually go in and explain. Now, I'm not an accountant, but I ha- this is the way I've dealt in my previous business. Right. I will actually explain step by step what I plan to do and what I can do for them and what value I can add. Now, yes, a lot of people will say, well, can't they just take that from you and go to another account and be like, hey, I want you to do one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's fine. But I, I don't care. I'm going to show the potential client that I know what I'm talking about. I thought this through. It took me two, three days to come up with a strategy mm-hmm. and to come up with a plan as to how we're going to, as you said, you know, avoid legally avoid paying taxes. Right. Right. The other thing is we live in a different time. I want to be able to call my accountant at 8, 9, 10 p.m. And I want him or her to answer. Okay. You know what I mean? I may be busy during the day. And it's just the nature of life that people are, you know, free around different times. And me as an accountant, I should have the capacity and I should be able to answer the phone for my client mm-hmm. no matter what time of day it is. I'm not saying two in the morning. But yes, even if it's at nine, ten o'clock at night, if I'm the accountant, I know I'm not sleeping. If my client wants to talk to me and reach me, even if it's not an emergency, just had a, he or she just had a quick question. Yep. Why not? Why do I have to draw these like very stark boundaries that no, 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 I will not answer any email or answer any phone call after 6 p.m. Accessibility. Like I, as an accountant or I, as a professional, I need to be accessible to my clients. Yeah, and if that's important to you, look for that characteristic or quality in the account, right? And and there's so many... So many ways to you know to use the term skin the cat in this type of situation. I mean, yeah. you might you might value accessibility more so than someone else, but someone else may value experience more so than someone else. So, in 100%. other words, forty yeah. four uh, you know someone with forty five years experience is going to be more valuable to, to one client versus mm-hmm. someone who's maybe a little younger in the business but has all sorts of accessibility yeah. might be more valuable and attractive for another client. Yeah, yeah. energetic, just you know that energy. Like we we can all. You know, when you're talking to um, uh, somebody, you can feel their energy. You can feel yeah. like, you know, are they hungry for that growth? Are they hungry to to take your book on and 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 make your situation, uh, make your accountancy uh, that much more better and that much more optimized, right? And, and the golden chalice, you know, if you look at kind of, you know, where and when to integrate an accountant with your your advisor network, so to speak. You know, if you assuming you have a you know a lawyer, you know, as part of your family advisory group. You have a financial planner, a, a, you know, a wealth advisor and a portfolio manager as part of your advisory group and an accountant is when you have them all having a dialogue at peri- you know, periodically throughout the year, specifically yeah. as it relates to you. So that we're all sharing ideas around how to most optimally structure yeah. your tax situation yeah. so that over time, not only is your asset base growing in a 
in a, re- a predictable, meaningful way, mm-hmm. but you're also not leaking tax unnecessarily, and you're also properly uh, constructed from a legal standpoint as it mm-hmm. relates to, you mentioned trusts earlier on, mm-hmm. uh, corporate, you know, corporate structures and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like having your own executive team. You're the CEO. Yep. Your accountant will be the CFO. Your lawyer will be the, I don't know, whatever it is, uh, probably COO. But you have that executive team where they're all in sync to yep. make sure that you, as as the, you know, as the owner of your life, are being optimized financially and you know and economically and even at, even at your own personal life. And right? your wealth advisor and, and your portfolio manager is, is that growth engine. That's that, that yep. you know like that, that area of your portfolio. See, because when you look at how accountants, accountant wealth advisors go like hand in hand, like they complement each other. Right. Well, they're, they're two sides of the same. They're exactly. two sides of the same coin. Right. Because like like if you look That's at the way, way an accountant is, is yeah. trained, yeah. right? They're trained heavily to look back. Mm-hmm. On what has occurred? That's a perfect account good. for it. I love that. Right? Yeah, account yeah, yeah. for it. Yeah, and then present it. Yeah. Okay. Whether it's presenting to CRA or to you or whoever, the, yeah. you know, you the end client. Yeah. Versus someone who's trained in finance is trained to look forward. I like that. I like that distinction a lot. So you need two sides of that coin. Mm-hmm. Now, now, ideally, if you're working with people that are trained in both sides, mm-hmm. that's actually that's great because you can talk to two languages, so to speak. Yeah. But accountants are very well versed at saying, okay, what has happened here? Yeah. Let's let's articulate it in, in a financial language that makes sense. Yeah. And then the wealth advisor can look at all this and say, okay, this is how we can structure this so that we can get the best potential outcome. On a Let me ask basis. you a question here. Is this how... I've never dealt with one specifically. Is this how family offices work? Like, is, is yep. it that level of, of um, synchronization between yep. the different individuals yep. and stuff like and that? And that's what we're, tre- we're achieving in our client base as well. That's what, that's, well, that's well, what we're looking go. to do. Yeah. Right. So, um, so I, you know, so a couple things that, for instance, if you're not using an accountant, you might not be aware of, mm-hmm. you know, like for instance, accountants really understand how to use the tax brackets yeah. In terms of the tax system. So, you know, as we all know, we're in what is called a graduated tax system. Yep. The less you earn, the less percentage of, of, of your income you pay as tax. And the more you earn, the more as a percentage of your income you pay in tax. But what we don't, what we may or may not realize is, for instance, CRA has moved at the federal level those tax brackets up by 2.4% to accommodate inflation right. in the system. Yeah. So where you might have been in a higher tax bracket in a prior year, you might find yourself in a lower tax bracket mm-hmm. in a subsequent year. Because of inflation. Because of the right. movement in the tax brackets due to inflation. Oh, yeah. Or or you may actually, you know, there might be some new deductions you can look at that can actually get you under that line a lot easier than yeah. what it would have been yeah. in prior years. Yeah. And then another simple thing, I mean, you know, I forgot about this, but last year the Ontario government, you know, created a, a staycation credit Mm. Where if you went on vacation on Ontario, you know, you're able to basically claim $1,000 worth of vacation expenses against your Ontario taxes. If you're an individual, if you're a family, you get upwards of $2,000. I didn't even know that. I got to talk to my accountant about that. Make See sure what I mean? Make, yeah, make like, sure like, he knows about that. So if I didn't say this on the <laughs> podcast and you're just doing your own taxes, yeah, you might yeah. like... No, no. No one would know, yeah, right? You know, like if, if for those individuals, obviously, you know, not to put any job down or whatnot, but like, you know, if you have a 16 year old brother or when you were 16 years old working at McDonald's or even 18 years old, whatever it is, if you're doing it at H&R Block, you know, all, all the power to you. But as your life, I think the point of this podcast was as your life gets more complex and sophisticated, you need a more complex and sophisticated accountant, you know, to uh, to do all that stuff. Well, no, the, no shots at H&R Block. I would just obviously rather, you know, use a boutique law firm uh, or sorry, a boutique in your situation. Firm yeah, yeah, right. precisely. Yeah. Don't be knocking on the H&R block. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not knocking. Um, the other thing, too, though, and, and, you know, I, you know, one of our <coughs> clients famously says all the time, the tax, right. the tax man cometh. Yes. 
anytime you file a tax, a tax return with CRA, depending on the nature of your work and so forth, there is a possibility you could be audited. Yeah. And anyone who's ever been through an audit, I've been through a bench audit, just was randomly picked 15 years ago. Yeah. Not fun? It's not fun. How long it, did it take? The, how long was the whole audit for? Like how long did it? Was well, I did it by myself because I was stupid and didn't have an accountant, and it took me a year to fight the bloody thing. It took you a year. Yeah, oh well, because you have to basically acquire all, like all, like they audited me for three years of income between two thousand two and two thousand five. I ended up owing four hundred dollars to CRA when the whole process was done. What but it took me hours and hours mm. to put everything together, mm. fight it, and so forth. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, I won't do it again. My accountant. Ben, shout out to you. Yeah. He's taking care of it when I get audited or if I get audited. Because that whole process is stressful and you need to know what you're doing. There is yeah. a language the CRA speaks that you have to basically speak back to them when mm-hmm. you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Accountants not only A, intimately know what you've submitted to CRA. And by rule, they're not going to let you trip over the wire. Like you're, you're, you're safe using an accountant. Yep. And secondly, they know, they know how to basically rebuttal CRA. Yeah, and they could do it much more efficiently. They probably than you even can. know have more case studies against um uh, against a specific situation too, yeah. against a specific. So, case. so yeah, those yeah, are those sure. are the things that jump out at me. Is like time is money. If you're not good at something in general, don't do it. Yeah, let someone who's good at it do it. It's not as costly as people might think if you're not already using an account. Yeah. Think, it's actually really not that costly, no. and it's a tax you know? deduction too. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever you spend on an account, you write off against the you know the, the, the same next year's subsequent yeah. year's taxes. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure you're taking, you know, looking at all the things you should be looking at. I mean, if you're 65 years or older, I mean there's expenses potentially, again, depending on the circumstances where if you renovate your house in a certain way, that can be top can become tax deductible and so forth, right? In terms yeah. of accessibility and so forth. Right. These are things accountants just are innately aware of that we would normally not think of if we're just filing taxes on our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. Um, One last thing I think that would be important to me, at least, is technologically proficient. I do. I would require, personally speaking, on a personal level, and this is what the whole point of this episode was, like right. what to look for in, in an accountant, is I do require an accountant that... Um, uh, that knows how to use video conferencing, that I don't have to actually physically show up. I'd love to obviously go out and sit with my accountant, right. you know, but who has some level of, um, I would say, uh, technical proficiency. Like, for example, can he sit, instead of me coming in and signing up some documents or me having to wait for some mail documents in, does he know how to set up a, a, a DocuSign envelope or a DocuSign package, right? Do like, you, Jalal? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> But things like that, like I, these things to me at least are important because for me at least, what technological proficiency uh, uh, can some, somewhat point so, to. So if you're interviewing more, an accountant and I know, yeah. have to know who this account might be, I better send them a warning saying don't pull out the slide door <laughs> if you're talking to Jalal. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, the stuff you say, Sean, make me laugh. <laughs> Just, just keeping it real, man. <laughs> I just love it. But those are my last things. That and relevance to me, right? Yeah. Like, I'll give you one last example I want to tell, uh, give to people. So, for example, I have this one accountant. He's not my accountant, but he's he's a friend of mine. Um, he will only deal with OMVIC licensed um, clients. So, like, he specializes with people who are licensed to buy and sell cars. Yeah. Right? That, like, there's a whole, you know, uh, field for, uh, for that type of um, uh, of accountancy and what you can do and what you can write off and whatnot and everything mm-hmm. like that. And so there are accountants that actually specialize in that. Or there are accountants that, you know, will specialize with uh, for dentists, for instance, because I learned this just last year is that dentists actually, when they work at a clinic, they don't work as an employee. Uh, they work as a contractor. Yep. Right. So I, I didn't even know that. So there the are same dent- with doctors, too. 
general practitioners. And oh, stuff I didn't like know that. that. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, there you go. So like when doc, general practitioners at a clinic, there you go. So finding an accountant that has worked with these professionals and knows the ins and the outs and knows what they're being asked of and knows what, what are the rights and what are the responsibilities makes your life a thousand times easier. So, all right. So basically, if anyone's out there listening to this podcast and, yeah. you know, let's say you hear this and you say, you know what, I, I don't have an accountant. I'd really like to work with one or anything of that nature. Or maybe yeah. my children ought to be working with an accountant. Reach out to us. You know where to find us on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously our emails are on, on LinkedIn and so forth. We can we can help you yeah. uh, find an account. We have a referral network. So we For can, sure. like as Joel saying, we can find the pro- we can find a selection of two or three people that you could talk to that would be within the sphere of what you're looking for. Yeah, you got it. I think secondly, our next uh, podcast that we're going to record in the next few days, we're into March, and I think we're going to talk about why March is the greatest month of the year. There you go, the March madness. Awesome. Take care, everyone. Take care, everybody. Thanks for